What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Throw Show. As always, my name is Matt. And I'm Victoria. And uh, we got some juice. Yeah, it's I been, think, I don't know. It's been a minute. It's, uh, maybe it's just me. It's getting increasingly difficult to make this happen. It feels like it shouldn't be. Like, it's weird. I feel like when we're not thinking about it, like we have all the, not all the time in the world, but it feels like the kids go down easy. We have time to do our own thing. And then when I'm like, we need to do the podcast, like it's like, let's try to do it this weekend or let's try to do it this free day. Absolute nightmare, meltdown city, can't do it, don't have a free moment. Or it's like, Here's what by I the time say. it's like 9.30 before like nine o'clock and it's like, well, Cause I don't want to say anything bad about our kids. Cause I don't want them to like listen back someday and be like, man, mom and dad hated them our guts. <laughs> I love them to death, but my soul is just demolished. It, yeah. I've seen I that like- movie Spirit where they just beat the shit out of that horse. <laughs> excuse my French. Just break his spirit. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like a wild horse, free, happy. And they break him. I feel like I'm the horse. I've never seen that movie because it looked sad. And I was like, as a kid, I was very like sensitive to that stuff. Um, No, I I think we're we're in a rough season right now. And I don't know how long it's going to last. We're in also a season of trying to go 30 days without drinking alcohol. And we're over halfway there. But boy, oh boy, how about to put stars on the calendar? You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't want you to think that we're alcoholics. No, I I just feel like it's nice to take breaks from things every so often. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you take social media breaks. You take. I think it's easy to uh, let it get away from you. It's easy to not realize how much you're using something as like a coping mechanism. Yeah, for sure. Like ah, I shouldn't uh, depend on that that much. Well, and I feel like it's it's more for us. I think we're like habitual people like things become a habit and it's like well like because we usually would only drink on the weekends and then it was like well it's the weekend we better drink and it's like we don't need to so it's like let's reset <laughs> and figure out 90% of the time I'm chilling I'm good but sometimes I'm like dang I want to drink yeah especially take me away yeah especially when like it's stressful it's nice to just have a little But yeah, we have some posts. See how, see if we can do this in one shot or if it's going to be three days spliced together. Oh, 100% chance we're going to get through the first post and that dude's going to wake up. But <laughs> let's do what we can. Okay. All right. The first post. Am I the a-hole or would I be the a-hole for asking my friend to return the expensive wedding gift I gave her after she and her fiance broke up? About three weeks ago, my friend broke up with her fiance a month before their wedding. Would have been this weekend. She found him fooling around with another girl and called off the wedding. It's a huge mess and I feel awful for her. It truly is a devastating time for her and I've been as supportive as possible through it all. She has been one of my closest friends for the past 15-ish years and she's basically a sister to me. Because of this, when I found out they were engaged at the beginning of the year, I wanted to give her a truly special wedding gift. She has always been into interior designing and has been wanting an Eames lounge chair for a long time. I found one for 4500 which is a good deal, so I got it for her. I'm fortunate to be able to afford this, but it's still quite a lot. 
She was ugly crying when I told her about it and was grateful, extremely grateful for it. However, now that the wedding is called off, I'm not sure what to do. I could still use the money if I were to get it back. Is it rude to ask her to return it or at least pay me back for the chair? I feel like I would be such an a-hole for doing so, but some other friends who aren't close to her said she should absolutely at least return it so I can get my money back. She's going through a lot right now, so I don't want to press her too much. And honestly, if I ever, if I never see the money again, that's fine. But still, $4,500 is a good amount of change that I'd be happy to have if possible. And then she wouldn't edit. Thanks for the reply so far. I realized I left out a very important detail, which is the time frame for the time frame to return the chair is 90 days so that's why i'm asking this question now i bought the chair mid-september so to return and get the full reach fund is coming up in about a month to address some other comments you are right about asking for the money which is dumb i won't do that the biggest reason i even asked the question was due to the conversation with other friends who said she should return it this is like such a that's a tough situation. it's such a tough situation like you would be a jerk if you asked for the money or to return it. But the right thing for her to do would be to be like, hey, here, return the chair. You know what I mean? Yeah. First thing I want to address is the Eames chair itself. 4500 And that's a good That's deal. my dream chair. Straight up. Oh, yeah. I've, I've lusted after that chair many times. I've never seen it. Let me look oh, it up real quick. It's a beautiful chair. It's like... Yeah, it's just like the coolest looking chair. I would love to have one. Um, Keep dreaming, you know. No, I was super mad because... I'm dead. I don't think it looks that great. Okay. Um, <laughs> cut the mics. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I worked at the church, there was this dude named Roy on staff with me. And uh -huh. like one of his volunteers was like super, super rich. And they were moving and they were getting rid of a bunch of stuff. And they had an Eames chair and they just like gave it to him. Oh my gosh. And I was literally like, F you, dude. Like, <laughs> Give it to me. I'm glad that the Lord is blessing you, but I need you to not talk about it in front of me. <laughs> I would love an Eames chair someday. Even like Eames chair dupes are expensive. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, that's touchy. Yeah, I think like you said, if I was the person... That like called off the wedding. You return the gifts. I mean, she's probably not in a great mental space right now, going sure. through a lot. But that's kind of like a that's kind of an on you thing, because it's really awkward for someone to get, come and say like, "Hey, can I have my gift back?" Yeah. The top comment says she should return it, but you would be an a hole to ask. It's a you're the a hole, not the whole catch twenty two. Yeah. If it was like a toaster or something, it's like, eh, cut your losses. Who cares? But $4,500. Like, I mean, if you're spending $4,500 on a gift, you're uh, you're either incredibly generous or you're balling. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems like from what she's saying, it wouldn't be like she wouldn't be homeless if she didn't get the money back. Yeah. Money's been spent. But. If you're not going to eat, like, I don't know. I'd like the money back. For sure. Can we go half-seas? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm trying to put myself in her shoes. Like, if I was the person that got had to cough the wedding, 
I might want to keep that Eames chair dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little consolatory, help me feel better present. A couple years down the road, I can half it with you yeah, or something. Appreciate you, dude. I'm dead. I didn't read the last bit of the edit, and she said, ultimately, I'll not ask her to do anything. She can keep the chair, no problem. If she does get married again, though, maybe I'll just buy her some nice chocolate then. LOL. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> For reals, That's a one-time deal. Yeah, I'm not doing that every time. <sighs> you can buy a lot with 4500 That's a lot, yeah. Well, I mean, that she's uh, definitely thoughtful that she even, like, asked for opinions before she did anything yeah thoughtful person mm-hmm. buying a gift that nice asking for advice and then not asking for it back that's a classy move lucky to have a friend like you for sure yeah all right let's see am i the a-hole for drinking on my quotes designated driver nights me and my group of close friends goes out to drink reasonably often and we all ter- take turns to be in the dd in a rotation of sorts the issue for me is that i'm heavily visually impaired to the point where i can't and never will be able to legally drive <laughs> that's not funny that's a real disability um it's just funny that they make him take a turn I know. I just imagine this dude with like thick glasses, like squinting behind the wheel, like, come on, bro. (laughs) Um, Even using bioptics or other assertive tech. Instead, on my quotes, my nights, I pay for an Uber or taxi for all of us, uh, which others have said is completely acceptable option for them. The problem comes up with me drinking on my nights, even though I'm not actually driving and can't reasonably be expected to. One of my friends expressed that it's not fair that I get to drink on my nights when everyone else holds back on their nights. In my view, it's not unfair at all. If anyone else wanted to drink on their own night, they're more than welcome to pay for an Uber the way that I do every time it's my night. They just usually choose not to. Am I the a-hole? I'm no alcoholic and I'm more than fine going through an event or outing without drinking or anything, but I also don't see the point in holding back when I reasonably could have one. Dude, exactly what this guy said. Yeah. Why why is why aren't more people doing that? Yeah, he's paying for an Uber. He's not driving. Yeah. Why it makes no sense to pay for an Uber and not drink. I'm like, trying to like, think of like a comparable situation, but like that logic just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't at all. Like, dude, if you want to drink on your night, order an Uber. Yeah. That's fine. That's would, okay. Yeah. It's Instead of it being like designated driver nights, it should just be like you're responsible for for transportation, whether that be designated driver of like staying sober and driving yourself or paying for an Uber or taxi. 100%. And listen, I don't know how many friends there are um, or how far they're going, but Ubers are not cheap. I know. Straight up. For if you have to get like an XL. And you're going like more than 20 minutes, you're balling out on 50 bucks one way. That's wild. Let the man drink. Exactly. Although I can't imagine. I don't know. We've never really gone out because I remember we were still living in the apartment when we did like go out and stuff. But like very few and far between we would go out with friends. And I remember them all. It would be like payday. And 
they would all just be like buying drinks left and right and like we'd be doing like bowling or something and like be going to multiple places and I just remember being like we'd get like one or two drinks at one place and that was it for the night so it was like it just doesn't make sense to me to spend all that money when I could just go home and it's very interesting I just don't get the logic like why are you spending all that money I've had I've had friends that will like ball out on payday like like you said yeah it's they'll plan bizarre. a night and like go on a a you know pub crawl and go to like you know five different places try a bunch of different beers and each player place you're going like you're spending money beers minimum are like six bucks yeah you know what I mean so they're spending a ton of money a bunch of money eating food and then the rest of the week they have to like starve themselves because they don't have money it's yeah I don't get that. I mean, to each their own, it's your money, you do what you want with it, but, like... In my head, listen, I love, like, the social aspect of drinking, like, going out drinking, having fun with friends. hmm I get it. It's fun. It's awesome. But I'm the type of person that can have just as much fun chilling at home, yeah. having a beer, and playing, like, a board game. A hundred percent. I have so much more fun on our... Like, when we have family or friends over, and we play games and drink at our house... Like that's just I'm just more comfortable. It's yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm, it's just a nice fun time. Should I tell the story about the salty senorita? I'm dead, sure. <laughs> so this was probably with the this was with a group of friends that I went out with. And uh you know who you are, homie. I think you listen to this podcast. But um, we went to this place called the Salty Senorita. And the only way I can describe it is like, um, if you ever watch Jersey Shore, (laughs) it was like a really trashy like club. It was like outside um, music going on at literally 180 dB. You can't hear anything. Every person is, everybody's wasted. Like... You Basically, Matt's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. The most socially uncomfortable situation for me. I did not like it, but I didn't drive. So I like went with this group of people and I was like, Mistaken. I don't want to be here, but I had to like tough it out. And I think I wasn't 21 at the time, so I couldn't come. So mm-hmm. I was just like at home chilling. And I don't even know what happened. Did I, did I tough it out or did you come get me? No, you had to tough it out because at the time... I didn't have my own car and I was still living with my parents and the car we had was like, I think we were, I I can't remember what the deal was. It was either like there was something that needed to be fixed or this, there was a spare tire on it or something. And, um, my family was like, like, we can't drive that car. Like it was like the spare car. I was like, we can't, you can't drive that car Mm. long distances. But I remember my parents were gone like they were out with friends that night and I was like should I risk it and try to pick him up and like I don't even know if Uber existed back then I don't think it really what well, did but yeah I Wild remember times. I remember you just being like this is I like just texting me and I couldn't get you and then you just had to tough it out listen it I'm like, fine watching Jersey Shore but I don't want to be in that club yeah not your not my cup of tea. Not your cup of tea. That's why we're like great for each other and terrible for each other. Cause we love just hunkering down. Oh my gosh, I know. Getting cozy, playing a game. I think I said it on the podcast before, but 
I knew I, like I knew I didn't leave the house a lot like especially after we had our son and it was like me I'm stay at home with the kids and I remember checking and it was like it had been a month since I had left the house it was like because we have like a life 360 and I was like I'm just curious and I looked at like Victoria has been at home since like last month at this time. and I was like what a weird time for me to come home at like it was like midday I was like that's weird and then I looked at the day and I was like oh my god that day that I left I literally just went to do a grocery pickup order like I didn't even like leave the house like 360s like prompting you like please leave the house yeah Are I you hadn't okay? even I hadn't even like done any like I was contacting just contacting the authorities I know and who knows how long it had been since that cop show up for wellness check yeah yeah especially like same here for me and especially now working from home yeah i never leave no, no and clue. normally i'm okay with that sometimes i need to get out and stretch my legs go on a walk or something mm-hmm. <laughs> the money you save on gas though fantastic it is it's a long time before we need to fill up again i think we bought our car like almost six years ago and it's not even at forty thousand miles <laughs> <laughs> we never go anywhere. All right. But yeah, whoever your friend is, is a jackknob, dude. I feel like they're just probably jealous and don't have the money to like pay for extra. I literally don't see any issue with that. There's no issue. They're just being salty. Also about the salty scenario thing. I'm dead because like you'd had that awful experience there. And then I think maybe like we were engaged at the time, but I think maybe like a month or two later, we were talking about like rehearsal dinner things and your dad was like oh you know what it would be a great place to have your like there's this really cool place called salty senorita do you think you guys would want to have your rehearsal dinner there and we were like no <laughs> do you know what that is <laughs> <laughs> we're like that is not i don't know if they have food there <laughs> they have bud light and plastic cups <laughs> <laughs> All right. that is the menu <laughs> All right, next one. Am I the a-hole for saying to my wife that I'm the one who gets to make decisions about my niece? My 43 male niece, 14 female, is being raised by my wife, 40 female, and I. It's a long story having to do with my sister getting herself pregnant from a deadbeat and proving overall unfit to be a mother. Bottom line is I see my niece as my daughter and love her just as much as my own biological children, 11 male and 8 male. I know my wife also loves her the same way. However... I'm legally my niece's sole guardian, sole legal guardian. My niece has practiced gymnastics for the past 10 years, and when she was about seven or eight, one of the coaches at her gym noticed, took notice of her potential and suggested she could really make it as a professional athlete. I personally believe my wife and my niece slash daughter were taken by this promise of future glory. Can you imagine if she competes in the Olympics one day? My wife said. I was very cautious because I do realize the shots are slim. I also knew it would cost a lot of money going forward, but the coach believed so much in her that they managed to cover some of the costs of training on the gym's time. And when I say training, I mean training, some serious hard work. I told them I was fine with the idea as long as my niece was happy doing gymnastics and it didn't majorly impact her life. And then last month she tore her ACL during practice. We do have insurance so the medical costs were covered, however, she's going through a painful recovery all the while wondering when she'll be healthy enough to get back to the gym. But I told my wife, I don't want her doing this anymore. Seeing her get hurt and in pain made me realize this is a dangerous sport and the toll it's taken on her body is simply not worth it. My wife said I couldn't make the decision without considering what my niece wants. 
I said I can because I'm the adult and she's still a child. So my wife said there was still the matter of her disagreeing with my view and that we're supposed to make the parenting decisions together. I then said that's true regarding our boys, but when, not when it comes to my niece. All I said is that I'm the sole guardian in the sense of being responsible for her. But what my wife got is that I was undermining her as a surrogate mother. Am I the a-hole here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. If your wife has taken this person under her roof and loves her and is parenting her and is treating her like a daughter, like, it doesn't matter what the legal implications are. Yeah. Like, she has a say. 100%. Like, I don't understand the, like, mentality you have to go through. That's some mental gymnastics. That is some mental gymnastics to get to that conclusion. This dude might go to the Olympics for <laughs> mental gymnastics. <laughs> like, how can she be raising this person and having them? I don't know if it said how long that she's been in their home, but like, how can they not? I don't know. I don't understand that logic of being like, no, legally I'm the sole guardian, so my I'm, I'm the end all be all. Like, okay, dude, if you want to pull that card whenever it's convenient for you then you and her can move out and you can just be her dad. Yeah. It's just also wild that he would say, make that decision without consulting her. Like, you, like I don't know. Like, I get she's still a child. You know, like, she's a teenager, young, like, but, like, I can't imagine them just being like, you're not doing that anymore. Like, ultimately, as a parent, I don't know. I'm not an expert. I've fully accepted that and realized that now. I probably suck as a parent in a lot of ways, but there's like decisions that you have to make as a parent mm -hmm. that's literally like it's your child's well-being. Yeah. And there's things that you can't let them do. Like, I don't care if my daughter wants to, I'm not going to let her stick a fork in the toaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like there's decisions that you have to weigh what they want as well, mm -hmm. especially when they're older. Like, this isn't something, like, okay, maybe she can get physically physically hurt. Like, that's true. But, like, that's true with a lot of things. Like, there's risks. Yeah. Um, And, like, I don't know. It sounds like this is something that she really loves and she's really being and she's asking, working towards. She's asking, when can I get back to it? When can I get back to it? Yeah. Like, and I think the, the damage that you're going to do to your relationship with her if you just pull the, the rug out from under her because you're scared is going to do more damage than anything she could do in gymnastics yeah it would just i feel like it would just crush her you know especially when she's been training for so hard like so hard for so long yeah over half her life you know yeah this guy's definitely the a-hole, though. A-hole for sure. I mean, that's awesome that, like, you are you took took her in and you're caring for her so well. But, uh, yeah, man. You can't just, like, cut your wife out yeah. because of legalities. And you have to at least talk to her about this before just being like, no. Yeah. I'm dead. This comment says, yep, you're the a-hole. When your wife makes dinner, do you stop her from making dinner for your niece because it's your responsibility? When she offers to take her to practice, do you stop her and tell her you'll do it since you have sole responsibility as sole guardian? 
when she does help her with homework or relationship advice or female hygiene issues are you prepared to tackle all those issues on your own as sole guardian if not shut your mouth and give your wife the respect she deserves for taking your niece in along with her along with you she deserves that much so literally just what i said yeah. but much better dad i just yeah a hundred percent though yeah dude get a freaking life bro I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I feel like that was the always thing to say in like grade school. That was like such a burn. Get a life. Get a life. <laughs> That's good. Look at my wow character. Isn't he cool? Get a life. <laughs> uh, this is my life. Absolutely dead. Just talking about some past traumas here. I think literally my daydream with our kids is that they love video games and they'll just play video games with me all the time. <laughs> that would be sick. That would be and then I could have some me time. <laughs> yeah. All you'll have is me time because I'll just be playing video games with our kids all day. Yeah. For a yeah. couple hours. You don't want their brains to... Well, I guess your brain isn't mush. As far as you know. Okay, here's the thing. Do you remember, I have to believe that uh, being close to computer screens doesn't do anything to your eyes, Kai. I think it depends on genetics with that. It's all genetics. I don't think it would have mattered if you sat next to a deep TV screen. Your genetics sucked, so your eyes suck. Yeah. Maybe it just leads to faster. I don't know. Because I... Because all I did was play video games growing up. I got 2020, baby. And I stared at a screen all day for work. That's true. That's true. What the heck? It is genetics. Genetics. Also, what was the thing with like carrots improving your eyesight? I, don't I believe know. that, dude. I don't know the science behind it. I just remember hearing that. And it was like the days before like the internet really took off. So it was like you just believed it. What's funny is there's just as equal crazy stuff going around on TikTok that people just take for face value and be like, oh, cool. It's so true, isn't it? It's like the new wave of like, well, somebody told me this, so it has to be true. Like, well, cite your sources. Where did you hear this? I fall for it all the time. There's videos that like get you like on purpose to teach you that lesson. Yeah. They'll like, someone will be saying something and you're like, dang, that's crazy. I didn't know that. And then it'll be like duet and they'll be like, actually, that's not true because this, this, and this. I'm like, dang, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then at the end of the video, I'm like, I don't know what it, what's Which right. Which one's true? <laughs> Do your own research, folks, I guess. All the media's lying to you. Yep. I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to get better about like when I hear something like looking at it, I'm like, is that actually true? I'm looking from like reputable sites, but sometimes I. Reputable. Sometimes I do run with it. Did you know this? Did you hear that? Oh, my dad told me that like Garth Brooks died or something. Oh, yeah. No, he was like, it Toby was. Toby Keith. Yeah, Toby Keith. He's like, did you know Toby Keith has cancer and died? And I was like, what? And I remember looking it up right away. And he did have cancer, but he didn't die. And I didn't want to like say it, like correct him or anything. So I was like, oh. And then he was like, did you look it up? Isn't it? He died, right? And I was like, he did not. He it just has cancer. <sighs> Did you hear the latest thing with Snoop Dogg? No, I think I saw something, but I don't. So it went, apparently he told everyone that he would, he uh, decided to stop smoking 
Interesting. And every like it went viral. Everyone's like, Snoop Dogg's not smoking. Oh my god! Like it was a big deal because yeah. like all That's he does his is smoke. And then it turned out to be some viral stunt that he was doing because he's like promoting a smokeless fire pit. I am deceased. That's smart. <laughs> I know. That is very smart. Uh, Snoop Dogg's a funny dude. He was like streaming on tri- Twitch for a while. Was he really? How funny. And uh, he got super high and like just left it, it stream, like forgot to turn off his streaming setup and it was streaming for like three days just like in his house. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Just like a bedroom. And he came back to like start the stream one day and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Okay. Am I the a-hole for snapping at my nephew because he ate my daughter's food? So my daughter, six female, is a very picky eater. Not in the sense that she will pout and whine if she doesn't like what's on her plate, but more like she will actually throw up and have something resembling a mini panic attack. Because of that, when, when, uh, whenever we have our weekly dinners with my husband's side of the family, my mother-in-law will make separate dish for my daughter that she knows she will like, and my daughter hates most spices, so most of the time no one else will like her food, so there's no need to make it a dish for everyone else. Two days ago, we had our dinner, and we were running a little late because um, it has been a bad day for my daughter and we were both irritated at that point been there brother um when we got there i saw my nephew 15 eating my daughter's food i knew it was hers since she was having a completely different dish than everyone else and my mother-in-law had told me what it was and sent me a picture to show my daughter since it was a new recipe she was trying my daughter also saw it and started bawling it was a very hard day for her already and i guess this was what finally broke her. Everyone came running into the kitchen to see what was happening. When my sister-in-law saw that her son was doing, she immediately scolded him, but the damage was done. I gave my daughter to my husband and asked to wait for me in the car. Once they left, I snapped at my nephew that just because his parents never taught him to shut his mouth for a little while doesn't mean he can just eat whatever he wants. He knew it was my daughter's food. He knew how she is about food and he still chose to eat it. I gave my sister-in-law a hard look and left. Everyone has been bombing the family group chat fighting over who is on the wrong. Edit. I see it coming up a lot by my sister-in-law scolding my nephew. I admit that she pointed at my daughter's food, told him not to do that next time since it's his cousin's food and lightly slapped his wrist like he's a five-year-old. Also, my daughter's food was on the other end of the counter so no one will get confused. That's a small deal turned into a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get being at that point emotionally where you're like where already stressed and If irritated. someone took a bite of my chicken nugget, I will explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's I've been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not a good place. And I feel like that's where they were. So I'm trying not to judge them. But also now that you've had some time to reflect, this is also where you can, you know, reflect and think about, hey, what I did probably wasn't good. Yeah. But I was in a very bad place emotionally yeah. at that point. You know what I mean? Am uh, I just rambling? I don't uh, know. No, no, I get it. A hundred percent. I get both sides. I feel like it's kind of like one of those everyone sucks here situations. Like 
obviously the nephew knew, the cousin knew this was not his food and knows how his cousin is. So it's like, come on, dog. And I don't blame the six-year-old because it's like they're six. Like they don't, they cannot emotionally regulate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I get like, I get everyone's point of view. Mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't, I don't know, if it was me, I don't think I would snap and yell at my nephew saying like, just because no one's told you you ever shut your mouth doesn't mean, you know what I mean? It feels like that's harsh and like, that puts like a weird strain on your relationship. You know what I mean? Because your nephew's still a child. I mean, they're 15, but still. Yeah. I and, feel and like. And then like attacking other people's parenting is never. It's never like. A good call. Yeah, it's, and if you don't apologize severely afterwards, it's like, I don't know. Everyone has their good days and bad days in parenting. But I just feel like if it was me, I feel like I would have just been like, we're leaving. I can't do this today and just left. And then maybe after I had cooled down, like maybe written up a message. And then after I cooled down, I decided whether or not it was worth it to send it. Yeah. Go home. Cry. Yeah. Punch a pillow. Scream into it. Kick a pillow. Um, and then text everyone. Yeah. Yeah. There's been times where I've straight up been like, I have to go. <laughs> I I'm going to lose my mind. Am I, I cool? Need to leave. Some things cannot be taken back, and I'm there. <laughs> yeah. There's been times, and it's been like. I know we keep saying it. It's like, we're just in a hard season. And it's true, but I'm also like, this isn't like a summer winter situation. Like, I don't know when this season's going to end. <laughs> is is this our life? Is this a season? Is this season just the next foreseeable future of my life? Anyways, there's some, most days are very draining emotionally. Yeah. Just taking care of a toddler and a, a toddler and a baby. And then, like, at the there's been times at the end of the day where I'm just, like, trying to trying to make it to the end of the day. You know what I mean? And, like, I've taken Henry over in, like, a dog box or something, and he just starts flipping out. And I'm like, I just need to go. <laughs> Take him. Yeah. Take it. Like, I'm not going to scream at the dog or scream at my mom for being like, you need to tell him to not bark. Like, my dogs bark. Yeah. Like, in this situation, like... I don't know why he, that the nephew ate the food. You know what I mean? It it seems like this is a well-known thing that the daughter needs special food, but like, that's not cool if he knows what he did, but like, I don't know. Could have something be done? Could she whip something else up really quick? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if it, like I said, like if it was me and I would already been having a hard day and our kid had already... Like I'm having a hard day. I don't think I feel like I would just be like I'm not gonna be any fun, and this is gonna like I'm gonna ruin everyone's night by my bad mood. Like let's just go. Yeah. Let's just go. We'll pick up something that you like. We'll cool down and try again next week. Or slap the rest of the food on the floor. <laughs> Everyone loses. If she's not eating, no one else's. Got it. How's it feel, Jason? <laughs> Hope you like the saltless chicken nuggets, cause now everyone dinner, everyone's dinner is ruined. It's weird. It's, it's interesting to me too that like, I, 
I can't remember if it's like AFRID or ARFID. It's like something I've heard about. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's like where they're like kids are like severe picky eating and they're like like that, like they're, they'll throw up and they're terrified to try new foods. It's like a thing. Interesting. Uh, that just Interesting. sounds so hard. Like that, I feel like I would just have so much anxiety around mealtimes. I was definitely a picky eater as a kid, but uh, this seems more to the extreme. Yeah. Like no spices. See, I was weird. I didn't like any any vegetables of any kind. So even on a sandwich, like I would not ball with le- like lettuce, tomato, anything. Yeah. And I didn't like any condiments on my sandwiches. No condiments? No mayo, nothing. So like that was back when Sub- Subway was like a big deal. I wouldn't so mad. I would literally that. just get like a like bread, uh, ham and cheese, like no mayo, nothing, nothing else. It's probably made a waste the, uh, of money. Made the subway guy's day, you know. What <laughs> right. I mean? That's it. They would always ask like five times, "You sure? You sure? Anything else? Actually, everything my- here's free. <laughs> Toppings are not extra. Uh, yeah. That's it. Wrap it up. I'm starving. <laughs> Put the mail down. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, my younger sister was like that too. She was like very everything was plain, like meat, cheese, and but she did like a little bit of mayo. But I remember one time, like I don't think I think it was a miscommunication. Like she didn't hear the subway worker ask, and the subway worker like wasn't paying attention and was just like, just tell me when. And like whoever does that. <laughs> So she was like going and after like four passes, my little sister's like looking panicked, like what is happening? Why is there so much mayonnaise? And like they grab a, a and second the, bottle. And the subway worker was like, more? Like what? And then finally, I think Shut I the sandwich. I don't know if my mom said something or if like I said something because I could tell like that is way too much. And then I was like, hold on, like I don't think she wants that much on there. And then I just remember them taking a napkin and like wiping it all off. Like it was just like, oh my god, (sighs) absolutely dead. (laughs) It's funny too. I'll just tell you later because I don't want to like share a bunch of stories about my sister without asking her. But I'll tell you a funny story later too. Love it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think that was a, the best thing for her to do. I get getting frustrated being at the end of your rope, but. You can say something, but you can't say that. Yeah. You like, can't just like blast your sister's parenting style. It's her sister-in-law. Yeah. Ooh. Even. That's even dicier. Husband's sister. Ooh. Like I can see like blowing them like, great. Now we have to leave. Why now did we- you eat that? Yeah. Why did you eat <laughs> But to be like, I don't know, reading it again, I'm like, that is so wild to say to anyone. Like, just because your parents never taught you to shut your mouth for a while doesn't mean you can eat whatever you want. Like, yeah. And that's not, you're not teaching your daughter anything good there too. Yeah. Well, I think the daughter had already gone to the car, but. Oh, she was out. Yeah, she had already, like, she told the husband to take the kid to the car. Yeah. <sighs> go, go warm up the butter noodles. You know what I mean? <laughs> butter noodle slap. Um, yeah. I would say hey, everyone's, everyone's for here. For sure. All right. This last one is, am I the a-hole 
for telling my parents the only way I will let them meet my son is if they give me their dog to put down. I do not want in any way to harm my parents' dog. When I left for university, I had to leave my dog behind with my parents. I was the last kid out of the house and they liked their empty nest. To make sure it was super empty, they put my dog down. She was a six-year-old Beagle Basset cross in a perfect health uh, and in perfect health. I had rescued her. I got a job to pay for her food and vet. Before I left, I had quintuple checked with my parents that they were okay taking care of her while I was at school. They were not. They told me she got out of the yard and was hit by a car. I found out the truth from my brother and I cut them out of my life. They killed my best friend. My friend from high school had offered to take her, but I didn't want to have her get attached and then have to fight to get my dog back. I honestly thought I could trust my parents. It's been eight years since I talked to them and they were not invited to my wedding and I did not attend family gatherings where they are. I have a three-month-old son now with my husband. My brother and his family were over to meet him and asked if I'm ever going to forgive my parents. I said no. My mom contacted me and asked what it would take for me to forgive them and let them meet their grandson. They have a French bulldog puppy. I said that if they gave me their dog so I could have it put down, then I would forgive them. She said I was being ridiculous and that was not going to happen. I told her she cares more about a dog than her family or I told her she cares more about a dog than her family, which is what she always accuses me of. My brother says I'm being an a-hole, that they made a stupid mistake and that it should be forgiven. I'm never going to get over it. Am I the a-hole? I don't know what they were voted. We we had to pull this one off Reddit. Yeah, this is like a different subreddit, but But um my uh my heartstrings get touched when it comes to dogs. And, and a especially Basset? a Basset mix. Like I honestly don't know. Like I understand her, her positioning. Yeah. It would take a lot for me to cut my family out of my life because family is so important to me. But like you took something away from me that you knew meant so much to me and then lied about it. Yeah. I literally cannot trust you. Yeah. And I, yeah, I might be able to like for forgive them just so I don't have to live with that anger, but I would never trust them again. Yeah. And I'm never leaving my child with them ever. Well, and like six years old, that's, Toby. That'd be like someone putting Toby down. Like, hey, can you watch our dog while we do this? And then putting them down. Yeah. That's like, you still have a lot of time left. Yeah. And that's just cruel. That's inhumane. Yeah. Like, just because you didn't want to take care of it anymore? Yeah, just say that. Like, Like, let me know. I will find another home for him. Yeah. I and the fact that she had alternative care lined up like she could have had the dog with somebody else and you know but no they were just what I don't I don't get that like I don't get as a parent and then why did they get another dog I know eight years later they got another dog I don't yeah there maybe it's best that they're not (laughs) in your kid's life yeah because they seem like absolute trash people. I just can't imagine, like, not. I can't imagine doing that to my child. I mean, like, Ugh, I don't want to take care of this. I'm going to kill a dog that's in perfect health just because I don't want to deal with it. I couldn't do that for to anyone. Yeah. To any animal. I would have a hard time putting our dogs down, like, when they're... I know. We paid 
a substantial half of amount. our net, net worth <laughs> <laughs> to save Toby's life. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like we had always talked about because I had had a friend. <sighs> we always they, eat our shorts on stuff like this. Always. I had had a friend that had a dog that like had a similar situation like swallowed something and they had to do emergency surgery and it cost a ton of money and i remember yeah we were talking about like we would never do that like if it was over a thousand dollars like see you buddy and then it happened and it's like they're just like take my limbs if it i'm not gonna let you die like yeah they're uh, yeah i don't know that just that messes me up yeah it's wild. It's someone had commented. They're like, for the hard, for the heart of reading comprehension, OP is not telling her parents to kill the dog. She's trying to get them to understand that just as they would rather never speak to her again than kill her their dog, she will never speak to them again because they killed her dog. Correct. OP, I would recommend making it super super clear. It was an illustration only because you're going to feel terrible if they turn up saying, "Well, the dog's dead." Also, I don't suppose you'd want to talk to them even then. Not the a-hole. Hundred percent. That's a good point. Yeah. Because they would, they might do it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two puppy dog souls in the. <laughs> that didn't need to go. Yeah. I cannot get over that. Like, I don't get. Like, why do you have a dog now? Like, you cannot be trusted. There's people that I've met that. Their dogs are, I mean, they literally just treat their dogs like animals. Yeah. Which they are. Yeah. But it's like very much like, okay, you're going to be shut outside all day. Here's a bowl of water. I'll talk to you once a week. Yeah. Where it's like dogs are very like social animals and they're, they're like pack animals. You know what 100%. I mean? 100%. We're part of their pack. And it's like, I don't know. There's a, in my opinion, there's a certain, if you want to own a dog, there's a certain level of like affection you have to give them mm-hmm. i feel bad for our dogs sometimes now that we had kids like i know they don't have the little affection they used to i mean they get to be in the house they get to do whatever they want we try There's, to pet them whenever we can but it's just they're like, always on their dog beds or on the couch like compared to uh the attention that they got before kids before kids it's wild i don't even they were our kids yeah they had free reign they had I mean, they just were living in a lap of luxury, and I don't even think they knew it. I will say, without a shadow of a doubt, if anyone killed Ben, if it was my mom, if my mom killed Ben. Purposefully. Purposefully. See ya. (laughs) You hear that, mom? (laughs) No. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I would do in those situations. Like you said, it it would take a lot for us to cut a family member out of our life because family is so important to us. There's just so many things in that situation. And I don't know, just the fact that they were all sneaky about it and lied about it and by car. It's like, okay, see ya. Yeah. I don't need you. Thanks for giving birth and raising me, I guess. Have to make light of it or we will cry. I'm gonna go hug Ben. I know. I was like, I was gonna say something about the dogs and I can't remember. Oh well. I will say, after these dogs run their course and die of natural causes, I'm uh I'm okay not having dogs. Yeah, I I can't do it again. 
but uh, yeah, we've I feel like we've talked about this before. We had I've had a lot of friends that like once they had ki- for kids, they like got rid of their dogs. I couldn't imagine. And everyone was telling me like, oh, just wait, like you love them so much now, but once you have kids, they're gonna be gone. And I was like, I can't do that, dude. They're my homies. Yeah, uh, even though they irritate me and try to London bridge me every time I'm cooking. And they're thieves. They steal Constantly. so much. Our dogs, oh my gosh. Like. Constantly stealing stuff. Constantly stealing stuff. What was it? Like the other day I left the laundry in a basket on the floor and the, the dog stole some of it and chewed it up and it was outside. I'm like, why? Yeah. Am I not loving Whatever you Whatever they can get their hands on. We'll go out in the backyard like once a night just to like walk out there. See their like, hall. They're, yeah, a little smog pile. Three Hi. baby toys, two burp rags, a pair of underwear. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, why? When? I know. We treat you so good. I give you filtered water. I give you belly rubs whenever I have free moments. I, like, I let you on the couch with me and... It's just I this silent you. rebellion yeah. that I feel like they're doing to us. And I'm like, I don't know what else we can do. We're, we're at our limit. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is I saw my sister post the other day that was like killing me. It was like, I don't get the people that are like, oh, you let your dogs on the couch? Yeah, I'd let them borrow my car if they needed to. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> if Ben could drive, you know where the keys are, buddy. Too funny. All right, friends. I think that's all we had today. I'm very surprised we were able to get through that. I was, yeah. It's been a nightmare day, but things are looking up. Yes. And then bedtime will happen. I need a quick, quick cry. <laughs> I need a two-bias fink. I'm going to take a shower yeah. after this and cry in the shower. thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. See you. <laughs>